What if you finally figured out how to overcome fear, anxiety, and what is holding you back so you can live life on your own terms? That's what I've done. And on this show, I share my best tips for overcoming the BS that gets in our way. We'll tackle the root of what is holding you back so you can start challenging your own limiting beliefs. We'll also talk about our mental health and why it is so important to take care of ourselves. Stop living a life full of worry, fear, and anxiety. Break the cycle and start your healing journey here. I'll teach you everything you need to know. This is the Live Less Afraid podcast. Hello, this is Michelle with the Live Less Afraid podcast, and I'm so excited to be here with you. This is my first podcast um, of 2024, and um, a little treat. I'm going to start recording these um, live with video. So if you're listening to this on a podcast platform, just know that you can jump over to YouTube and listen to me. Um, see me sitting in my office at home recording these and spending time with you. So if that speaks to your heart, um, come on over to my YouTube channel, which is also Live Less Afraid. Uh, there will be a link in the show notes and I'd love to have you over there. So, all right. Well, on today's show, we are going to talk about over-apologizing. So recently this topic came up um, when I was with some friends and uh, I have been uh, guilty of this too, of, of apologizing for things, um, you know, when I didn't really need to, or or it wasn't really warranted. Um, and I uh, I just really felt called to 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 jump on here and talk with you guys about it because it's interesting. Now I want to say I'm not talking about like you know if you hurt someone's feelings and you need to apologize, right? That's valid. And I'm not talking about like, you know, if you borrow your sister's sweater and you get a stain on it, <laughs> you're like that worth that needs apologizing, right? Um, but I'm talking about the um, like over apologizing scenarios that often come up when we're like in a room, just taking up space and there's other people there and we, um, you know, apologize for, I'm not even sure <laughs> what sometimes, but we just say, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Or I'm sorry. Let me get that for you. Or I'm sorry. Uh, I just wanted to ask you this question or I'm sorry. Am I interrupting you? Um, you know, I think that it takes away from some things and it also is maybe some clues to some stuff we might need to be paying attention to. So we are going to talk about that on the show today. Uh, and I'm just going to jump into um, why, why do people over apologize? What are usually some of the reasons why we hear that? And the biggest one is something I talk about here a lot, which is fear. And it's fear of um, all kinds of things. Because <laughs> again, fear is that crazy emotion that gets in our head and, you know, tells us, oh my gosh, don't do that. Or, or my gosh, don't, don't be perceived that way. Uh, and so sometimes it can be a fear of being perceived as being rude or inconsiderate. Um, and I know all of you guys, like, and some of you I don't, but I'm going to assume best judgment here. I'm going to assume best intentions and say that you're not trying to be rude. You're not trying to be inconsiderate. 
And so let's not default over to that, right? When when we um, we have that little bit of fear that comes up in us about how we're we're being perceived, and that can be a really strong emotion for a lot of people because, um, you know, we worry, uh, which is the other part of fear, right? We worry about what people think about us, right? Like, what are they thinking about me? Oh my gosh, am I, am I, am I coming off as rude, or or am I taking up too much space in this room? Ooh, that's interesting, right? Like just something to kind of be aware of. And I think sometimes too, um, we don't want to rock the boat, right? We just want to like kind of be in the background or, or you know, just don't want to be out in front. Don't want people like looking at us. Don't, don't want that attention per se. Like that feels really awkward too. Um, so those kinds of things, uh, fear of judgment, worrying about what people are going to think, um, those are, are some of the reasons initially that people might over apologize. Um, and the other one that just slides right into that is perfectionism, right? There's a connection between, you know, wanting everything to look right and sound right and feel right and be right and over apologizing. So um, I think that one of the things that we can do is really set realistic expectations um, for ourselves uh, to alleviate that. So, you know, you're going to make mistakes. <laughs> this is your permission to be flawed, okay? This is your permission to be human, your permission to be late, to forget something. Uh, we are not robots. We are not perfect beings. We are imperfect. And that's part of the beauty of being a human and, and humaning in this experience of life with other people. Um, and trying to be perfect is exhausting, it's exhausting. So let's give ourselves permission to be a little flawed and to make a mistake sometimes. And obviously, if you've made, you know, a blunder, I think it's fine to say, oh, sorry, I missed that. Um, you know, I'm sorry, I missed your birthday. Like that's happened to me <laughs> for some reason or another. I have missed a friend or a um, you know, even a family member, I hate to say it, I missed a family member's birthday phone call this year, you guys. And, you know, the, my initial, okay, truth bomb here. My initial reaction was like, oh my gosh, how could you do that? But you know what? I had to step back and go, well, it's not like I meant to do it. It's not like I was trying to be rude, right? Or inconsiderate of this family member. I just overlooked it. And so I want to really drive that point home that we are, we are flawed. We are not perfect. And yes, some of us are better at dates than others. <laughs> Clearly that's something I need to work on. Um, but let's give ourselves a little grace in that area. Okay. So that's the second reason why I see, um, you know, over apologizing happen is that we really like get bought into that look good thing. Like we have to be perfect. We have to do all the things, you know, <laughs> be all the places. Um, and again, that's a burden. That's really exhausting to us on a day to day. Let's do our best and let's give ourselves grace when things don't go right. Okay. The third reason, and this is a little bit deeper, like kind of a social issue that you could really dive into if you wanted to, um, and that is uh, the kind of social influence or cultural influence that that um, happens for us. 
So, you know, depending on what culture you come from, you might come from a culture that is, uh, you know, very proper and very, um, you know, things are supposed to be a certain way. And I like to, I always tie this back to, I think, especially for women, right? Like we've been socialized to be nice and to be polite. And, um, and even, even men, boys do hear that, that messaging too, around being polite, not so much being nice. Right. But definitely like having mind your manners. Um, don't be rude. We talked about that a minute ago, you know, think about others, like even to your own detriment, right. Put others needs before your own. And I like to push back on that because I think to thy own self be true, right. In the, at the end of the day, the person that you need to be true to is yourself first. And yes, of course, we're going to be kind and considerate to the people around us in our lives, but we need to be kind and considerate to ourselves first. Ow, right? That's a little bit of a zinger sometimes. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but I want you to really hear that because I think that the cultural social influence is so ingrained in us that we will sometimes you know, put others' needs before our own. And that over-apologizing thing comes up in this space, right? So just be thinking about that. If you're in a room, you're in a space and, you know, something happens and you're feeling like the need to apologize, or even if you hear yourself saying, I'm sorry, like catch it, right? And go, oh, wait, did I really need to say I'm, I'm sorry right there? Was that Was that something I needed to apologize for? Am I taking good care of myself in this moment? Okay, so those are the three kind of big areas, right? Fear of judgment, perfectionism, and then cultural social influences that really drive some of the reasons why we might be over-apologizing. So um, um, keep that in mind. Um, and what I want to talk about next is like, how does this play out, right? Like, how does this impact our lives? What are the areas in our lives that we really see this and what does it look like? So number one is um, over-apologizing over -apologizing undermines our confidence. So again, to thy own self be true, when we're constantly apologizing for our opinions or our actions or just taking up space, it sends a message that we lack confidence in ourselves and in our decisions and in our right to express those thoughts and opinions and ideas. Ooh, that's a good one, right? So it can send a message that we lack confidence in ourselves and in our right to express our opinions and our thoughts and our ideas in a room, right? So um, we don't wanna send that message, right? We wanna show up as confident and 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 strong and you know, proud and uh, capable, all of those things, right? Those are the ways we want to show up. And so I think if we can keep that in the back of our head too, when we're thinking about taking care of ourselves, I, you know, my little Michelle, I call her, you know, my, my little Michelle inside that I'm always trying to kind of take care of and be nice to. Um, I want her to feel good about herself. I want her to feel good about her, um, her confidence level. So um, I don't want to over apologize because I feel like that kind of takes me down a notch, right? 
Number two is how it affects our relationships. So our personal, our professional relationships, um, if we're over apologizing, it can sometimes create dynamics where one person consistently takes unnecessary blame. You see this a lot in, I would say like in, in partnerships, you know, um, uh, romantic relationships where, you know, one is kind of, uh, apologizing a lot more than the other. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't mean to. Oh, that was my fault. Um, that kind of like puts this weird power struggle into play where the, the person who's apologizing all the time always kind of feels like it's their fault. Right. And I think that's a real dangerous situation to get into too, because it takes the relationship out of balance. So when you think about your, uh, personal relationships, like, again, just noticing, right? I just want you to notice right now. And again, this is a judgment-free zone. So don't get caught up in like, oh my gosh, I'm doing all these things wrong. Michelle, help me. What do I do? <laughs> Remember, this is the growth journey. We're on a timeline. <laughs> it's our timeline. And we we're just going to take these things one step at a time. And so the first one is just noticing. Like if you're noticing like, hey, maybe this feels a lot of balance. What can I do to maybe get this back into balance again? I think I'm going to stop maybe apologizing for things that really aren't my fault. Same goes for our professional relationships, like at work. Um, you know, if you're, if you feel like you're, you know, you're struggling to take up space like in a meeting or with a coworker or even with your boss, you know, there was um, a course I took a long time ago that was called um, uh, how to influence up. And it really talked about uh, the skills that we can build to like, influence our leadership teams. Uh, so if we had something we felt really passionate about, like how would we go to them and say, this is really important to me and here's why, and like making your case, you know? Um, so how would we go about doing that? So anyway, just kind of something to be thinking about is like, how, how does that, how is over apologizing or maybe being stuck in that perfectionism place? Like how is that in fact in, impacting my relationships, right? And, and this could even be if you're in, in a college student, if you're in school and you have like professors and whatever that you're dealing with, how is how am I showing up, right? Am I showing up like we talked about before um, it, it, with, with that feeling that I have the right to take up space here and express my thoughts and feelings? The number three way, I, uh, number three um, is like, how you're perceived, right? So earlier we talked about worrying about what others are thinking of what others are thinking about us. Get it out. <laughs> we talked about that earlier about um, you know, kind of over worrying about, oh my gosh, what are people thinking about me? What are they saying? But one of the things that happens, one of the impacts that occurs when you over apologize is that you can get perceived as weak, like unsure, low confidence, low self-esteem. Um, and that perception, again, can position you in a place to have less influence with your colleagues, with your friends, with your family members. Um, and we've all been around these people, right? And like I said earlier, I, I've done this in, to myself in the past. You know, I've been in a room with people and, and found myself over apologizing or apologizing for things I didn't need to. And you almost can sense that in the room, right? That people are then maybe they're a little like, hmm, not really sure if that her opinion has weight, right? Uh, and so that goes back to that. 
I'm over-apologizing. I'm showing up kind of in a lower confidence space. So others are going to perceive you that way too. So that's another thing. And I am, I, I know, like, if you're listening to this podcast, you're someone who's on the journey, who's trying to grow, learn and be a better person and show up better and brighter in your world. You don't want to show up like that, right? I don't want to show up like that. And we've all had those moments where we're like, oof, that didn't really go as well as I thought it was going to. <laughs> okay, but I'm just going to notice that behavior and see what I could do maybe next time to change that. All right. The other thing that I think shows up here, um, some of those impacts, again, around over-apologizing is really, uh, you know, over time, if you're habitually over-apologizing, you, again, are not taking care of you, right? That that your, your own self-esteem is taking a hit. If you find yourself always apologizing around yourself to others, constantly apologizing for your presence, for your opinions, for your actions, that can erode your belief in yourself, in your own worth and value. We don't want to do that either, right? Like, I want to be my number one cheerleader. And I want that for you too. I want you to be you know, married to you, in love with you. You think that you're the greatest person that ever walked the earth. <laughs> and and that's not in a, in a like haughty or arrogant, I don't mean hot, hot. I mean, H-A-U-G-H-T, hot, haughty, arrogant, full of yourself kind of way. I mean, like you love yourself. You're kind to yourself. You take care of yourself. You prioritize your needs. You don't apologize for your space, right? Your presence, your opinions, your actions. You know that you are worthy of showing up here in this world and expressing those. So that's one of those things that I really want you to take away from this is like, ooh, let's be careful. Let's do a self-esteem check. If we're over-apologizing, what's that really saying? What are we saying to ourselves in that moment? Ooh, I don't need to apologize for being here. I don't need to apologize for having an opinion. I don't. Let's not do that. All right. Um, and this next one, I think, is interesting, too, because I feel like there can sometimes be a missed opportunity for growth, like I was just talking about, right? Like, we're on this growth journey. We're learning. And I think, like I said earlier, we all make mistakes. I, make mist I made a huge mistake. I forgot to call a family member on their birthday. But instead of just saying, I did that, it was a mistake. Uh, I'm going to try, I'm going to put um, uh, a plan in place. I'm going to put this date in my calendar. I'm going to put it in like the day before with a reminder so that I won't forget next time. So I, I did something about it, right? I learned from it and I made a correction and I'm moving on. So if you focus on apology, apologizing excessively and you're not looking for the lesson or the tweak or the habit that you could change, then you might be overlooking an opportunity to learn and improve, right? So it could be a missed opportunity for growth um, and just something to be aware of. And again, this is a judgment-free zone. I've already said it once. I'll probably say it a few more times. I don't want you to get into a space of like, oh my gosh, I'm doing all these things wrong. This is just an opportunity to look at something a little differently, to notice a behavior or a feeling or a thought or an emotion and make an adjustment to it if we don't really feel like it's serving us. Okay. And I think one of the other things that sometimes um, 
this can impact is even our pro professional um, advancement. You know, in our if we're in if we're in school right now and we're working through our college degree, we're getting ready to go out in the work world, or we're in the work world and we're 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 want to advance. Like that's a desire we have. Confidence and assertiveness are valued traits in the work world, and I think I can't say this enough, but if you've ever worked with a woman who has those skills, like you're instantly attracted to them and you trust them and you, you know, appreciate their thoughtfulness and their directness, all of those things. So you want to cultivate those traits within yourself. That's only going to serve you as you go through life. Um, and, you know, as you, if you get out of school, if you go to uh, a professional job, um, constantly apologizing is unnecessary. It's just, it's not needed or valued in the workplace. And it really does impact the opposite of what we're trying to build, which is that confident, assertive um, uh, attitude and outlook in life. Uh, and that's how I want to be showing up. So just remember, like understanding how these, how over-apologizing can really impact us in both our professional and our personal life is really important. So just recognize the effects um, that it can have and then work towards fostering clear communication, uh, building confidence and creating healthier relationships, you know, more balance. Um, that's really going to serve you better in the long run uh, as we think about, you know, moving away from this habit of over-apologizing. So I've talked about, you know, kind of what it is and how it impacts us. You're like, okay, Michelle, I get it. Now what? Um, how to stop it, right? We want to talk about some tools that we can do to practice um, putting into place that will help us um, uh, move away from this habit that we have. And, and really, again, these are going to be about, you know, pouring into ourselves, um, noticing the behavior, making small corrections, celebrating our successes, um, so here are, here's my list of things that you can, that you can work on um, to help you learn to start, stop over apologizing. So number one is, of course, language, right? And being mindful of your language. Uh, just start noticing. That's the thing. That's the very first, that's your very first baby step. I love talking about baby steps. So your very first baby step is to just say, I'm just going to notice this week if I catch myself saying I'm sorry for things that I didn't need to apologize for. And the second part of that is when we talk about noticing our language, I also want you to notice what you're saying to yourself in that moment. And if you're not saying anything to yourself in that moment, I want you to think about how you're feeling in that moment when you're saying you're sorry for this thing you didn't need to apologize for. So alongside that, along the noticing, what I said, what I said, I said I was sorry unnecessarily. And then how was I maybe feeling or what did I say to myself in that moment too? The second part of that is thinking about alternatives um, to habitual apologies, like Maybe you express gratitude or maybe you just express acknowledgement in that situation. Um, if you're late to a meeting, don't say, I'm sorry. Say, thank you for waiting. Thank you for waiting for me. Let's get started. 
Like it's, it's such a different energy, right? When you're not coming in like, oh my God, I'm so sorry I'm late. Oh gosh, you know, I couldn't this or that and the other thing, whatever the story or whatever the uh, excuses or wh whatever it is we're saying about why we're late, you know, whatever, like stuff happens again in life. But to come in and say, thank you for waiting for me. Let's get started. It's like a different energy, right? Uh, or even acknowledgement, you know, you could say like, uh, you know, something to the effect of, um, I appreciate you all being here. Let's get started. That would work too. Okay. Uh, so being mindful of language is number one. <clears throat> number two is really clarify your intentions. So the power of clear communication um, can't be underrated here. So if you're really trying to um, communicate to someone, use assertive yet polite language, right? Number three is shift to solution-oriented communication. So instead of um, instead of apologizing, shift to how you're going to solve the problem. And encourage, I want to encourage you to express um, intent to solve it rather than apologize for it. So uh, the, the sister sweater earlier, right? So you got to stain on your sister's sweater. Um, you can say, hey, sis, um, I'm going to take this to the dry cleaner, see if they can get it out. If they can't, um, I'm, I'll buy you a new sweater. There you go. Problem solved, right? You didn't, you didn't say, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I know it's your favorite sweater. I didn't mean to, but you know, but this guy bumped me in line at the coffee shop and <laughs> no, don't go into all that. Just say, hey, here's what I'm going to do. Right? Just like short and sweet, because I think like sometimes we do get ourselves all kind of caught up in the you know, that over-apologizing energy even, right? Like, oh my God, I just have to tell them how sorry I am. I just want them to know, like, oh, I feel so bad. Mm, let's not beat up on ourselves over those things. Again, we're human. We're imperfect. Life goes on. Um, Let's see, number four is, the tip is build confidence. So again, we talked about this earlier and, um, in the show notes, there'll be a link to this month's blog, which is all about building your inner confidence. So head on over there if you want more tips. But really, um, it's, I think this is like right in here. Like if we're talking about A, I over apologize too much. And then an equal sign, it's B is build confidence. Like you, you have to do that work, right? Because it's coming from that place of feeling like we don't have permission to take up space. So the the quickest way to solve that problem is really just to, to go to confidence boot camp for yourself. Go fill in those blanks that you need to around showing up, taking up space, feeling like you're worthy, feeling like you're you're you are, you know, in the right space to do that. Like you have permission to take up space in this world. I mean, you don't need it for me. But I'm just saying, like, you have permission. Okay. So there's a few um, ways that you can start thinking about how to stop over-apologizing. So be mindful of your language. Be clear on your intentions. 
shift to a solution oriented um, uh, problem solving kind of communication style and then work on building your confidence. I'm going to give you now, like, I think there's 10 in this list. It's a pretty long list, but practical day-to-day -day exercises that you can start doing to make these changes, okay? Um, and I already shared one of mine, you know, as, as I, I use tech, right? I put a note in my phone that said, this is when this person's birthday is. This is the day before. Turn on alert reminder. Remind me to go and do it. Um, that's my my personal story of how I'm gonna overcome this over apologizing moment that I had of missing this person's birthday. Okay, so the the exercises for change uh, go like this. The first one is um, I statements. Excuse me, the I statements exercise. Uh, so the first thing you do there is practice expressing your feelings using I statements rather than apologizing. For example, instead of saying I'm sorry for bothering you. I'm sorry for bothering you. Sorry, excuse me. I'm sorry for bothering you. Say, excuse me, I would appreciate your input on this. See how that changes? Like it changes the whole dynamic. Like A, it's putting you on like a level partnership with that person that you're talking to. And uh, I think like, and, and B, it's like, it's so much like more confident and um, direct too. I think that's one of the things that women can struggle with, even some men sometimes, of like being just concise and direct. Instead of saying, hey, I'm sorry for bothering you. Can you look at this? You know, hey, would you mind? Hey, I would appreciate. Hey, do you have time? Hey, can you look at this? I mean, even taking out the appreciate and the time, because again, that can be a little bit of weak language, but just going direct with, I, I would appreciate your input on this. Simple, clear, and direct. Um, the second idea that you can put into play is role-playing. And this can also be um, like self-coaching, which I am a huge fan of this, okay? This, I mean, literally this is how I am alive today is by self-coaching. <laughs> so role-playing scenarios in your head so creating a scenario and role-playing your assertive, confident response in advance, like in your head, in the shower, in front of the mirror, in the car on the way to work, whatever it is. And this can be situations with work, with friends, with family, anywhere where you need to have assertive, clear communication, practice it. Say it to yourself, say it out loud. Hey, and if you wanna practice that with a, with a person, like that, that's a great thing to do with a coach. Um, or even your bestie, you can be like, oh my God, I'm working on this thing. I need your help. You know, um, maybe you, you have a great relationship with your parents. You know, I'm sure your parents would be happy to like help you work through some assertive scenarios. Just if you're a parent and your kids come to you with this, make sure you're in listening mode and not in advice mode. Okay. <laughs> Note to self. <laughs> um, okay. So wait, we talked about I statements, practicing, saying, you know, really direct communication. I would appreciate your help with this. Uh, Role-playing, self-coaching. So that's like telling myself how I want this situation to go, telling myself what words I'm going to be using that don't involve apologizing or taking up space or, or being worried about taking up space, excuse me. Number three is um, positive affirmation. So like this is the groundwork of building confidence, of building self-esteem, of self-coaching, of, of any kind of coaching work that you do. It's positive affirmations that reinforce that you are assertive. 
My opinions are valuable. I have the right to express my thoughts. I am a confident communicator. Like I am statements. Uh, and I, I do want to say something here that um, I don't like the reverse. Like when people say, I'm going to stop saying I'm sorry all the time. So you're, you're still saying those words in the sentence. That's why I like the other way where it says, my opinions, I am, I have the right to, I am here to, you know, there, there's, you know, write, write a whole list of I am statements, as many as you can, um, and use those to refer back to, refer back to them when you're doing the role-playing scenarios, right? Those are all um, great little skills to build that are just going to help you increase um, your confidence. Um, feedback journal is number four. So keeping a journal. And again, we just talked about writing out a list. So maybe that goes in the feedback journal. Keep a journal to track instances where assertive communication was successful. So like when you have a successful moment, jot that down. All right. Keep that little list. Um, and I'll tell you, there's a couple of reasons for that. One is we need to celebrate our successes, especially when we're doing growth work. Uh, we can just get really one tracked mind on like, doing all the things and the journal and the affirmations and the blah, blah, blah. And we don't stop to take that moment of gratefulness and say, oh, I did this thing today, you guys, I did it. Even if you're telling yourself, like, that's fine. Like if you don't have a, a group of people around you, you can share that with, that's okay. Celebrate it for yourself. Um, and then use those feedback journals to reflect on what's working well and how it positively impacted the situation for you, right? Like how you felt in that moment, like, oh, you probably stood a little taller. You probably felt a little more relaxed and in that space, or maybe you felt a little more anxious because it was a new habit. It was something new that you tried. But again, reward yourself for taking the step, right? You did it. No one died. And even though it was scary, you were able to step out into that um, new skill and feel good about it and see a success in it. That is a win, 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 in my opinion. Okay. Number five, constructive criticism. Um, so the constructive criticism exercise says, I want you to practice giving and receiving constructive criticism. So again, you are going to need a buddy for this. Um, I'd be happy to sit down with you for 15 minutes and, and run through this exercise together if you want, let me know. But really it's gonna be, again, saying, you know, hey, John, uh, this thing today didn't go as planned. And it's, I'd like to see it go this way next time. Ooh, that can be tough to do, right? To give clear, constructive criticism. Then we're going to flip the chair around and you're going to say to me, Michelle, that situation did not go well. What can we do to make it better next time? So again, you're focusing on the skill there, which is expressing feedback in a clear, respectful and assertive manner. And then also being able to position yourself in a place to receive the same kind of feedback and not take it personally, not take it like, oh my God, I'm the worst person ever. I suck at this job. No, like, again, we're not perfect. We are building skills over here. And in the professional world, one of the um, strongest traits that you can bring is the ability to receive criticism and not, you know, beat yourself up for it and just be like, oh, this is a learning experience. I need to make a note to myself to, to work hard on, on doing this differently next time. Okay, number six, 
uh, expressing boundaries. So uh, identifying and practicing your personal boundaries. Okay, so this, I see this play out a lot in the work world, um, particularly with young employees who are working hard to like make a good impression and, you know, do all the things, keep all the balls in the air. They will overcommit. <laughs> they will be, yes, yep, yep, I'll do it. Someone will say something, hey, can anybody take, yep, that's me. Can can someone pick up this job? Yep, I'll do it. Um, so part of expressing healthy boundaries is, recognizing what you can and cannot uh, take on. Like we're not, we're not superheroes, right? We have limits. We have other responsibilities, other tasks, other priorities. So this looks like this. I can't take on that additional task for you right now, but I'm happy to once my current workload is manageable. Another example of that would be, I could take that on for you but let me know which of these other priorities you've already assigned you'd like me to set aside to meet that goal. The third example would just be, I'm sorry, I don't have the bandwidth for that right now. You don't have to offer um, a part B for that. You could just say, mm, I'm sorry, I, I don't have the capacity to take that on right now. That's okay. You could just leave it right there. Ooh, that feels weird, right? <laughs> but that's the whole point about practicing this exercise of expressing boundaries, right? And there, there's space for us all to grow in this area. And I to point this out too in, in your personal life, in your personal relationships, because, you know, these people that we love and care about that we're in the relationships with, it, there's things happen sometimes and you're allowed to grow and change. And maybe, maybe there's a situation where your partner, you know, guilt trips you about something, right? <laughs> and you decide one day that you're not really in favor of that guilt trip anymore. It's okay for you to express a boundary around that and say, listen, you know, when you said this, it kind of sounded like you were trying to make me feel guilty about that. I don't like it. Could we not do that anymore? It's okay. It's not the end of the world. So just thinking about some ways that you can express boundaries and how you practice that. Um, number seven is our listening skills. Let's work on our listening skills. So being assertive, using assertive language involves active listening. So it really does require us to listen carefully and then take a moment to gather our thoughts and respond thoughtfully and carefully. I think this is, this goes all the way back to the top of this episode when we were talking about the reasons why we over-apologize can be around fear, can be around judgment, can be around perfectionism, low self-esteem, and low self-confidence. So if we are using our listening skills to really listen to what this person is asking us for and allowing ourselves, you know, a count of 10 to collect our thoughts and then respond with an assertive, confident response rather than defaulting to apologies, that's the way we can use our active listening skills to our advantage, right? And again, it's been another opportunity for us to like take up space in the world, have an opinion. You know, there's nothing wrong with taking a pause. There's nothing wrong with saying, hmm, I don't know, I'm gonna think about that. Let me get back to you. There's also nothing wrong with saying, I don't know the answer to that. 
but let me ask so-and-so and get back to you. That is an assertive, competent way to use your listening skills. You've heard what they're asking for, you don't have all the answers, and you don't default to say, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, I have no idea, I don't know, I'm so sorry. You don't default to that. You say, hmm, I'm not sure, but I think I can solve that problem. Let me let me go look into it for you. That sounds confident and assertive. Okay, number eight. Body, are you still with me? This is getting long, I know, but I had a lot to say about this topic, you guys. <laughs> Number seven or number eight, number eight, body language awareness. So uh, paying attention to your body language, maintaining eye contact, sitting or standing with a posture um, or using gestures that convey confidence. Do you guys know about the power pose? Do you know about the, like, I call it the Wonder Woman pose too, but you stand with your hands on your hips and your feet like slightly spread apart, like not two, but maybe like hip width very like upright and erect with your hands on your hips. That's the power pose. There is evidence to suggest that if you're going into like a difficult meeting or, or a high powered situation, or you're even getting ready to go on stage to speak at an event or whatever the situation is where you have to be kind of front and center, that if you spend a few minutes in private, standing in a power pose, taking some deep breaths, that it will help you um, it helps like your nervous system, like set in a position of like confidence and calm. Try it, try it. Let me know how it works out for you. But I'm a huge fan of the power pose. Um, but again, being aware of our body language, how are we showing up? Are our shoulders back and down? Are we making eye contact? You know, are we clearly speaking to our, the person across the table from us in a relaxed and calm manner? So we don't feel like we have to show up apologetically. Okay, two more. Number nine, a visualization exercise. I love visualization exercises because you guys, our brain does not know the difference between reality and imagination. So if you can convince your brain that you're doing this thing, visualizing it, and you do that enough, like your brain is like, oh, is this real life? This is really what I'm doing? So close your eyes and visualize a situation where assertive communication is needed. And imagine, this is where it gets fun. Imagine the thoughts, the feelings, the words, everything. Imagine yourself confidently expressing your thoughts and feelings. And I think you can even put eight and nine together. Like I think you could go into a quiet space and you could close your eyes, get into the power pose and like, just think about how you're going to show up, what you're going to say, how you're going to feel how it's going to be received even. You can be like, I'm going to speak so clearly and confidently that that person is just going to be like engaged with me. And they're going to say, that was so good. And wow, I really understood what you were saying there. Those things work. And they're, you know, and they're like, those are like, say like bite size, you know, things that you can do that don't take up a lot of your time. Uh, is really practicing some of that visualization, even if it's just a couple of minutes a day, like that can be done. Okay. And finally, 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 the most important part of all of these is that start small, set a small goal, uh, make it manageable, um, and then just gradually increase your scenarios as your confidence grows, right? 
So again, don't try to do all 10 of these at once. Pick one, maybe two, practice them, get good at them, and then maybe add one more. And But don't overwhelm yourself. Like again, progress, not perfection. We don't want to like try and employ all 10 of these strategies at once. I think we would really overwhelm ourselves. And then that kind of takes away from uh, the point of this, right? Because we would get overwhelmed and we just stop doing it. So take take these at your own pace. Take these exercises at your own pace. Um, celebrate your progress along the way. I'm a huge fan of celebrating. Whoop, whoop. Uh, and then the goal is really to foster just a positive shift towards assertive communication, towards um, building up our confidence and our self-esteem, and really just improving our interpersonal relationships, right? By not apologizing for being here. Okay. That was a long one. I'm I, I'm not going to say it. Oh, did you see that? I almost apologized. Okay, I'm so glad I didn't. I had caught myself. All right. It was a long episode, but it's because I had a lot to say. And here's how I'm going to close all this up for you today. I think the key points I want you to take away from this episode is this. Start with just noticing. Catch yourself saying I'm sorry. And then self-coach yourself to not apologize the next time, but instead say thanks, or let me help you with that, or I got it, whatever the word is besides I'm sorry. Number two is practice taking up space in this world. Yes, take up space in this world. Do the confidence work. See this week's blog on my website for more tips on building your confidence. Don't be afraid to show up. Let's do that, okay? Uh, again, work on self-esteem through affirmations, journaling, self-coaching, self-talk. Um, number four, practice a few of the exercise here and celebrate your successes, you know, but again, at your own pace, don't overdo it. Start by listening to your words and decide if that is clearly communicating what you want to say. And lastly, I just want to invite you to share your experiences and tips um, that you have. Uh, for overcoming over apologizing or if you've done any of these exercises after this episode and like you have an experience to share about how that went I would love to hear that too if you're listening on Spotify I believe there's a place where you can just go ahead and type that into the episode or if not you can just go over to my website shoot me a note or find me on social whatever um, I'm not that hard to find if, if you want to get into my dms um, or set up a, a quick coffee chat on um, my scheduler on my website. Okay, you guys, thanks so much for being here today. It was just a great, great time for me to be here. And I'm showing up on camera now. So I'm excited about that too. Uh, when you talk about, you know, doing, um, you know, my own confidence work, uh, that's what I'm doing here. So thanks so much for being here today and have a great week. Hey, that's all for now, but come back soon. Did today's episode spark some new thoughts for you? If it did, subscribe and leave a review. If you want to learn more about overcoming fear and anxiety, head over to livelessafraid.com and check out all the episodes and find out more about what I do. If you're curious about what working with a coach is like, let's schedule a Zoom and I'll tell you all about it. Are you looking for encouragement? Then come over to my community group. It's the Live Less Afraid community group on Facebook. The link is waiting for you on my website. Thanks so much for listening. I so appreciate each and every one of you.